18 minutes before the hour here on the Toronto Arts Radio Show. And we're pleased to be in the house with Londonderry Lancers coach Jimmy Lozon. He's the coach of the football team and uh, former coach of the West High School football team, former player at West, star quarterback. Also uh, played baseball and basketball. Football, baseball, basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Coached, uh, coached track, coached baseball. And now doing football, so hey, guy's been around. Also did a, a a college stint coaching up at St. A's. Anyway, he uh, he's joined us for a while now. It's been what a year, year, yeah, yeah, a year uh, here on the Drought Large Radio Show. Just after Thanksgiving uh, last year, right? Sports in our own backyard. We were introduced to you uh, by uh, was it uh, Coach Trishiani? Correct, Coach yep. Trish, who uh, uh, can't come used to. Well, came in on I think just about every Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, show that we had. Uh, originally, it was with uh, Bear and the Big Guy. Yep. And uh, then you know they get too important, having to be places for <laughs> games and things like that. The the turkey bowls, yep. et cetera, et cetera. But uh, and and he brought you along last year, and we had a great time, and we got to talking and found out you were a bit of a radio guy yourself, and then said, "Hey, let's do something." Yep. And you've been here ever since, and we appreciate that. Yeah, that all uh, it all started that day, and it all started, you know, really the, around the conversation of you know the Manchester athletic director. I remember <laughs> we, we, you know, we were discussing that pretty yeah. heavily, and uh, that saga. Yeah, they've had uh, they've had one in place now for how for how long? Uh, basically since uh, July, beginning of July. Yeah, former uh, baseball coach yep. uh, Don Menswar. Yeah, and uh-huh. how do you think that's that's gone? Remains to be seen. I haven't yes. really, uh, haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to it. You yep. know, of course, Don, um, Don, having been in the system for as many years as he had as a teacher, as a coach, kind of, kind of knew where the bones were buried, and you know, but uh, yeah, I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to it. To be perfectly honest, other things have occupied my time for sure. Um, so you know, everywhere I go, obviously, people know I'm from Manchester. I still, you know, live in Manchester, and um, you know. Everyone asks me about the redistricting and, and, and what's going on with Manchester sports. And, and I know we've touched on it a little bit. I try to stay out of it because, you know, I'm somewhere else now. And, and you know, my opinion is not as as valuable. I'm not there. But, uh, you know, I want to get your opinion. I mean, I know everyone talks about redistricting. I've heard you talk on the radio about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as athletics go, you know, what's the best situation? Because, Correct me if I'm wrong. If you're at a school and and all the city schools are struggling in their own, you know, well, aspects well, athletically, thirty two hundred fewer kids in Manchester's high schools than right. a decade ago. But if you're impact. at a school and you can't, and you're a hockey player and they don't have hockey, right? You're not allowed to to play anywhere else. Correct? Yes and no. The NHIAA is allowing the city to uh, uh, take kids from West and Central to okay. field a a cooperative team. I guess, and there's a, oh, I guess there's a whole different set of rules that come with cooperative teams. Okay. So, but yeah, so to, West is not playing competitive high school sports at that point. Correct? No, they, they will. I, th- I believe they, they will be West okay. has had a club team for a while, but now central, I don't know one of some of these other leagues that they sign up the kids for a year, a bunch of their kids went to one of those other leagues and that created a, a problem there. So I, my understanding is they'll be playing NHIAA um, sports, but right. You know, no, I mean, listen, um, the city's going to have to really answer some tough questions, I think, within the next, uh, certainly within the next five years about how it's structured and what it does. Is it is it going to uh, adopt a posture that ad- aggressively attracts kids to the high schools? And if so, um, 
how are they going to handle sports? Because, you know, are the kids who are going to those schools necessarily going to be kids interested in playing hockey or, right. or, or something like that? So um, if you're talking purely from a sports point of view, the best thing from a sports point of view, as we're currently structured, I'm going to throw all kinds of qualifiers on this, but as we're currently structured, um, would be to have two high schools instead of three so that you had a, a e, 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 either that or downsize the sports programs. But my, my, if you were looking at it purely from the numbers and nothing else, and you wanted to field as broad um, a sports program as you could with as many different sports that could be played, et cetera, et cetera. You would, you would do better if you had two high schools that were roughly 2,000 kids each versus one, two high schools at 1,500 and uh, another high school at eight. Right. I, I absolutely couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, I didn't know you were going to say that either, but that, that was going to be my suggestion, you know, and, and from an athletic standpoint, and I know academically is most important, but um, a lot of the kids that I coach in the city um, needed athletics to help them, you know, right. academically, right. and they kind of went well, hand and, in and hand. And, and, frankly, and I think the academics will work better in that scenario, too, because a couple schools that have got uh, a couple thousand kids will be able to offer a broader academic program, I think, than two schools at 1,500 and one school at eight, because, you know, where you have a a failure to get critical mass of, uh, of players for sports teams. You also fail to get a critical mass of kids for classes. And it's not practical to run, you know, three of the same class at uh, each high school with five kids in it. That, that just I, doesn't I make any sense. I agree. No, uh, in, in Manchester should be, you know, I know I understand the population has dropped and, and for many different reasons, but, you know, inner city schools, have their sports that they should really excel in and right now i don't know if they're not doing it yeah they're not you know not you know if there's a there's a team here and there but not the sports that they should should be doing well in and and uh you know it's sad to see all of them you know kind of struggle um and you know obviously i'm rooting for a lot of them and and you know it just there's something has to change though you know i mean i think everybody and you know i think i think better than anyone is just sitting here kind of waiting for it to happen well we're we're uh we're eagerly awaiting the uh, results of the facilities audit um that hopefully will give us some guidance on how we can use the space that we have for the educational needs um, and goals that we have uh so i'm hopeful for that and i i also think though that we're with what Dr. Vargas is working on at West High School, um, you know, there's some really exciting things that could cause those schools to be magnets for kids who don't live in the city. Um, it'll set up a template for, uh, you know, what we possibly could do at Central and Memorial. Um, and so, but again, is that necessarily going to attract, quote unquote, athletes to the right. city? It may, it may not. Um, but academically, you know, there are some things that are changing. I, I, before I'm willing to pull the trigger on something like closing a high school, I, I want to see what can be done at those, you know, at those grade levels with those facilities and have a reasonable understanding of what we could expect if we did things differently in terms of attracting enrollees. With the group that, that makes those decisions, do they take athletics in, into consideration at all? I, I can tell you that I, I, I you know, I, it wouldn't be my first thought. No, and nor um, should it be the first thought. But, you, but, know, you know, what I can see the city doing, though, is going to the NHIAA and saying, hey, listen, you know what? We want Manchester. We want Manchester high school teams. We don't necessarily want them associated with each of the three high schools, because one of the things I can see us doing is erasing attendance districts. 
Yeah. And if we erase attendance districts, but keep the three schools because they all are going to focus on something different, let's say, um, then, uh, you know, how do you say that uh, each school should run along the traditional uh, uh, expectations when the schools are no longer academically operating along those same guidelines. If I don't have attendance districts in the city of Manchester, but I have three high schools, am I, am I going to have three different teams for everything? Or maybe Manchester fields two teams from a pool of three schools and they become you know Manchester A and Manchester B or whatever they're called so Correct. that the kids in this city who want to play sports I could, you know, have the opportunity to do it. To play and it competitively. And play it competitively. Um, yeah. yeah, so there might need to be changes that we push yeah. for at the NHIAA and, how, and what they allow, which to me is completely ridiculous. As a really annoyed parent who couldn't let, uh, who, whose daughter was disallowed from running, who, who went to a charter school, was disallowed from you know participating in sports with her brother and sister at West because we lived in the central attendance district, uh, despite the fact that both the sister and brother were three season athletes, yeah. you know, three sport varsity athletes on teams that nobody in their right mind would go to if they wanted, uh, you know, if they were thinking about winning because right. they just were too small. Um, and the, the inconvenience of the parent having, you know, kids at two different schools and two different divisions and all that was uh, not enough in their the mind NHIAA. to allow that to happen, which yeah. the NHIAA is a group of jerks that need to go <laughs> on a number of levels. So I'll keep, I, you know, I can't, I'm not going to go there. No, you're not going there. I get that. So, but anyway, I don't know what else you want to ask no, me, but I mean, uh, I, this is one of Jimmy's famous flip it on the interviewer. Yeah. Uh, that's, segments. that's what I was trying to do today. At the, uh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you've asked me some tough questions or, you know, rightfully so. I mean, that's what the, the no, show's no, this all has been about. a great, this has been a great segment. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have gotten a lot of uh, good information out of this segment. I appreciate that. The other thing that used to drive me absolutely nuts in the city. Um, and you know, just keep me in mind here when you're going forward and you guys, and this discussion comes up is, is the academic eligibilities, uh, are constantly changing yeah. and, uh, nobody can keep up with it. Um, you know, everybody follows in the towns and in and, and the state follows their own guidelines but Manchester seems to constantly be changing. Um, you know, since I've been in London, we've had the same situ- you know system for four years, and you know the kids understand what they need to do. Uh, but it seems like in Manchester, some some people want to make it more strict, some people want to make it more lenient, and it's just constantly changing. And uh, you know, I think they need to put a system in place that's that's just going to be you know this is how it is, and we need I, to live that we need to leave whatever it is in place long enough to know whether or not it actually is yeah, working. Yeah, that would be nice. And you know, I thought that the system we had at West my last year was awful um it was kind of a double-edged sword it was a probation academic probation and it was like you know i'd rather at this point just not have this kid instead of waiting till thursday to find out if he could play on friday after i practice with them all week um you know and uh you know a teacher's not there to get a signature so now he's ineligible to play on friday unless the the teacher's there on friday to sign the paper and it's like jesus christ give me a break (laughs) you know um you know, and, and it's impossible for a coach to, to plan. So I thought that was the, the worst situation um, for a coach. But, you know, whether it's two Fs or you're going to allow them to go to summer school, you're not going to allow them to go to summer school. You know, it's it's probation. It's, you know, it, it, it's you got to pass this many classes. It's just figure it out and and leave it that way. You know, oh, I, I, I feel bad for, for the coaches. that have to change that every year and tell the kids, you know. And then you always got the guys that want to take advantage of it. Oh, well, I thought it was like this because that's how it was last year. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can't, you know, nice try, but that's not how it's going to work. But. So now, is this championship weekend or semi-championship? So Sem- who- championship weekend at at, uh, at UNH. Yeah, um, Division three is at eleven. Division two is at I mean, yeah, at two, and then Division 
Uh, one is at six. All right. So who 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 are in the finals and what are your picks? Yeah, Campbell, Adnock. I don't. That's I, Division I never, Three. Never. Yeah. Campbell at Litchfield. Manadnock's out of. I'm gonna have to go for Manadnock because C- Campbell called us out on Twitter and and said that they wanted to play Londonderry on a, on a Turkey Bowl in a Turkey Bowl game because they they felt like their undefeated season they could beat us and I'm like, come on now, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> so you gonna play him? <laughs> I, I would definitely play him. I'd, lo- I'd love to end the season on a win. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, Coach but Jimmy they, I don't think that, I don't think they would uh, they would go for that. So, yeah. um, but they 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 sound like they've had a great season. I don't even know if they've let up a point yet in the playoffs. So they're they're they sound like they're the real deal. But who's at Litchfield? Uh, uh, Campbell. Yeah, yeah. So you know they're probably gonna win. But I don't know if I'm rooting for him. <laughs> and then you got uh, Division Two is. Um, Plymouth and Bo, it's uh, the two seed versus the eight seed. Yeah. And Bo went on fire last they, year at this time. And these window. are the same two teams that were in the championship. And Plymouth won on the last second touchdown. So I, I don't know what to expect from this one, but I'm definitely going to be there for all three because yeah. they all sound great. Like and D1. And then D1, Pinkerton versus Winnicunit. And um, So Goffstown got eliminated, huh? Yeah, Winnicunit's a tough team, and, and they're – Sounds like they're loaded. I have not seen them on film, but they run a tough oh, offense. That's not a very big high school. No, it's actually um, it's actually the smallest Division One school versus the biggest Division One school. So it shows, uh, you know how. So does David win or does Goliath pull it off? Um, Pinkerton's as hot as anybody right now. But, but they beat uh, what Salem? Yeah, they yeah. Cr- you know put up forty five points on Salem, who's wow. arguably the best defense in the state. So, and uh, and they were just so rough and just yeah just played Salem's game and used it against them it was I was there and I saw it up close and I thought uh Pinkerton was impressive but I don't know I'm gonna roll with with and win a on this one You're just because their offense is tough to stop it sounds like they're very senior heavy and Pinkerton's junior heavy and uh you know we'll see how it goes but uh it sounds like you get three three good games three uh, great games up. So yeah you're not expecting any blowouts no, I'm not expecting any blowouts. I'm praying for some warm weather because I'm going to be there all day. And, uh, <laughs> and they're in enough hot chocolate to yeah. keep you warm in a day like that. Um, but it's a great day of football as long as you can you know, stand the temperature right. out there. So what are the Lancers looking like next year? We'll give you a chance to kind of close on your own guys. How many seniors you get coming back? Because I know you're a young team this year. Yeah, we were young. We graduated 18 seniors, but only only six that started yeah. throughout the year. And so, um, yeah, I mean, in, in the playoff game, we started nine uh, juniors and sophomores on offense and uh, seven juniors and, and sophomores on defense. So um, there are a lot of the guys that are coming back. It's a promising group. I'm not going to say anything more than that because, yeah. you know, I, I think a lot of the wins are, are decided in the off season and how you go about that. Yeah. Um, so if they have a great off offseason, um, they have a lot of talent. Um, I'm looking forward to coaching them, but um, there's still a lot of things that need to go our way for us to to have a good year. And yeah, you know, it. not to mention, we've talked about this the the division. If Wyndham ends up in our division, and then you got Pinkerton and Salem and Timberlane every year, it's like, you know, Jesus, it's, it's, it doesn't get any easier. There's no easy weeks. Well, they well, there you go. Well, you don't want easy weeks because no. those are the ones that you end up losing. No, <laughs> I, I enjoy I enjoy the challenge. Absolutely, <laughs> it's just like you know, you come away with a great win and you get rewarded with another bit, great team uh, the uh, next week, and, <laughs> and then you can come away with a better win. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the keys to the off season are uh, kids keeping their nose clean, their grades up, and their uh, body conditioned. Correct. No ding dongs and ho hos on the couch. That's a great way of putting it. There you go, Coach Jimmy Lozon. It's been our pleasure and honor. We appreciate what you've done to help edify our ed- audience on. Uh, on the various issues facing high school sports here in the Granite State and beyond. Thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick check for traffic, weather, and sports. Whatever we can do between now and the top of the hour, we'll be back with the news. Stay with us.